cool. So, hey, everybody. Um, we have a singer on today that has caught my eye on Instagram and on social media. Um, I would love to learn more about her and for you guys to learn more about her. That's why we have on today Cassandra Miguel. How's it going? It is going as well as it can be. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I mean, I found out about you, like I said, through through social media. What a great place to find out about people. That's why it, that's why it exists. But, um, yeah, I was just scrolling one day trying to get, you know, uh, you know, for selfish reasons, trying to get our name out there, but also to find out about what people are creating out there. And, and you came across as a... A suggestion, I suppose. I think on on our account, and I was like, "Oh shit, her voice! What is this?" <laughs> this you know, yeah. like, yeah, it, nothing gets me more than someone who has a fantastic voice, and I think you're right up there with that. So, you know, thank you for providing that to us. And uh, well, right back at you. Thank you for providing a platform for me to talk all things music and I guess just boost my ego. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, thank you for that. And, and again, like, you know, I see that, I see that you're kind of, you know, you're kind of active on social media, I guess, you know, and I, I think even in your bio, you said it's a little bit of your life and a little bit of your music all mixed into one on your account. And, and I see that, um, that that's quite pre uh, prevalent on there. You know, you, you said you have, um, your own little—I wouldn't say it a band, but a, a duo ship with your with your boyfriend. You said Cass and KP. Is that is that correct? Yes. And so, for anyone that follows or will potentially follow me after this, um, that Instagram is linked um, under my bio as well. Yeah. And so I, I I checked it out a bit. Like, what exactly is it that you guys are doing on there? What type of music is is it that you guys are creating? Sure. Um, so it's really a little bit of a, everything, every kind of genre that we liked. Um, and with it being a first uh, debut album, we just figured, hey, let's kind of just make the stream of consciousness, throw together everything that inspires us into the kinds of songs that we want to perform. Um, well, currently virtually, but pretty soon live. Uh, so a lot of it has influences from hip-hop, R&B, um, a little bit of Motown, and weirdly enough, a little bit of musical theater, because uh, that's my background. So, you know, it's all about fun and something that speaks to us on a personal level, but also once crowds hear it, I hope that it turns into something they'll enjoy and that they can connect with um, on their own, um, on their own. and. To, with their own right. Yeah, right on. I mean, the fact that the fact that you're you're incorporating so many different aspects of the music world all into one is uh, is kind of actually kind of exciting. I mean, I had on a guy who uh, his genre of music is Americana, and I didn't know what that was. I didn't, I didn't know. We've never heard that before. And uh, he he said it's a mixer a mix of of, of uh, bluegrass, folk music just everything that is quote-unquote American music kind of you know soul and, and blues and whatnot all mixed into one and I was just I was astounded by that and again like I said never heard of that and when you you saying that it just reminded me of that and just I love it when you could incorporate different styles and different sounds all together because it's it, it creates something that's just extraordinary and you said 
You said theater is your background. Um, long story long, uh, I grew up in the Bay Area, shout out San Francisco, <laughs> and then moved to New York City right on. at the beginning of 2020. So that was fun um, and used a lot of 2020 to just really dive into music and get inspired by the ups and downs of the year um, and bringing some of the Bay Area influences to New York and also the sounds of New York and meeting musicians organically uh, from here, very slowly but surely, being able to now grab some of that East Coast sound and put it into our music has been um, a goal and a work in progress. Do you, do you think that the the year that you know that we've had um, has that helped you in any way? I mean, I know obviously the there's a shit ton of negatives to it, but for, a, for musicians, for musicians, I think, at least the ones I've talked to, I think this year has been a year that has actually provided them a lot of cushion and a lot of um, creativity. I would have to agree with the latter there. I, I think that having this year to really take a beat and use the time to figure out what inspires you and just grab a pen and paper and just write down everything you're feeling can turn into something beautiful. But of course, one needs to have that type of mindset. So um, I would say that this year, while it was very different, uh, to, I guess, put it nicely, uh, <laughs> this year, you know, definitely made me a bit more optimistic of a person rather than looking at the glass half empty. Right. Um, I'm looking at it as half full because New York has such a uh, an energy and it's so vibrant. And honestly, having come here, not knowing anyone, being thrown into New York, regular New York, probably would have gotten eaten alive. So I like <laughs> this is my soft intro into a large city. And um, hopefully the meet once live concerts are up and running again, um, I can just make a name for myself. Yeah, the, the, this city knows how to, to ruin a, a, a very humbled individual. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. Like the, the, the scene here is where it's at. I really think so. Like, I, I think it's always been that case. Um, you know, New York is, has, has been home to, to so many genres for as long as it's been a, a city. Like music is, this is music's home, in my opinion. Um, like... What have whatever genre you could think of, it has a place here. And to to see people like you and other individuals, other artists getting together to make something, it's it's really it's actually really beautiful. Like I used to be involved in the punk scene here in in, in New York, and it's uh quite a scene, <laughs> quite quite a group of people, and uh, it's uh it's I don't know. I just I, I'm excited for it to all come back. I mean the fact that the fact that it had to go away is it's just a testament to when it does come back of like people, people missed it and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great, but your live performances are going to be coming back soon. And if people have, have seen her Instagram account, it seems like that's, that's a thing you do quite often. Yeah. So back, back in the Bay area, uh, I was in a lot of cover bands, which really kind of continued my love for, 
soul, funk, um, Motown, all of the above, and the cover bands I was with. And can I shout them out right now? Totally, yeah. Great. Um, so shout out to PTK. Um, that was my most recent cover band where I just fell into um, weekends of back-to-back performances at you know bars, restaurants all over the Bay Area, three, four-hour sets, and um, just really really performing off the energy of, of the crowd. And um, that was that was just right up my alley. And that's what I've been most excited for here because now it's a, an entirely new crowd. Uh, I will say maybe New York has harsher critics, but with that comes thick skin. And I do hope that I can find uh, my way here and do the same. Um, yeah. I think the the live crowds yeah they're they're gonna they're gonna let you know but hey like you said it's part of it's part of that learning experience you get to get that thick skin um is music been something that's always been a part of your life is it like you know you hear so many people say i i I was listening to music in the womb like is that something for you or is it something you didn't pick up to maybe you got a little older well, as cliche as it sounds, I actually was listening to music in the room. Uh, <laughs> my dad will not let me live it down. He will take credit for all of it, wow. where he has told me that he will hold or he held a radio um, to the womb wow. and turned up the Motown music. Um, and then lo and behold, I love Motown. So there has to be some correlation there. Um, but yeah, I grew up off of that. My first cassette, and mind you, like I'm I'm 30 years old, I'm putting it out there, um, but my I had a cassette of Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam, and I right and that thing to the ground. Uh, and then obviously moved on to CDs, and I just, you know, burned as many CDs as possible, and um, just started getting, getting acquainted with all kinds of genres and singing along and then involved in talent shows in schools and then eventually getting into musical productions and community theater um, outside of school and majored in musical theater for about a year. Uh, Realized maybe the return of investment wasn't quite there. So (laughs) um, pivoted a little bit, but still kept singing as um, a passion of mine, consistent with the practice and um, with the involvement in any kinds of shows, uh, productions, so forth. Do you, do you think that was um, the, 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 the aspect of theater? Was that something that you felt was, I guess, organic to get into? Was it just like the next step? You just knew that's what you were going to get into? Yeah, I I don't even know what a uh, what clicked or when it clicked for me, but I just I knew I wanted to do musical theater, and I I grew up very very shy, very introverted, uh, and musical theater was such a great outlet for me to explore my craft while portraying someone else. So it wasn't like I was being a com- completely vulnerable on stage, and then. That helped me helped me build confidence over the years to finally start putting out original music and performing live uh, without any sort of, uh, I guess, mask or character to uphold. 
Right. And is that is that something you've actually continued as you've gotten older is, is the theater aspect or is that just maybe something of your past or because I know like so many like myself, I mean, I've had, I had dabbled in that a little bit, but it's not really anything I've gotten back to. But I know for so many people, they, they, they hunger for it. Yeah, I um, well, right before I moved to New York, uh, the last musical I was in was Vita. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that was definitely more of a sport for the voice. Um, very taxing. Uh, but yes, I continue that um, to this day. I'm still looking for musical theater auditions. And it's it's just something that's very close to my heart, whether or not it may be a career I want. Um, it's just it's a passion I always want to have there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Again, you're you're in New York. It's you're bound to get back into it in a heartbeat. <laughs> there, there's so many uh, small theaters that they'll they'll, they'll uh, they're always looking for somebody. But um, now that's pretty amazing because again, like I think once you get that theater bug, it never goes away. You're always looking to whether it's the audience, whether it's just. I don't know what exactly it is. I think for me, it's probably the audience, like knowing that there's people out there going, wow, he was fantastic or whatever. I think that that never goes away and you always want to have that feeling again. Do you, do you think that's, do you think that's part of it? Uh, or do you think it's, it's, I don't know, something else? I, I definitely think that feeling's part of it. One of the uh, aspects of theater that I completely admire is the fact that it's live and yep. you really only get one shot and every performance is going to be different somehow. Um, and so just that alone, you can have an audience one night that just is not connecting with you whatsoever. And then the following night, everyone is raving for you and you can feel the energy and and work off that energy. And so it's, it's exciting to not really know what you're getting into um, every single night. Uh, yet, of course, if you know your lines, hopefully um, <laughs> can perform it well. But yes, it's definitely the um, I'd like to say the relationship with the audience and yeah. the fact that it is just you have the one shot to connect with them. Yeah. And there's that that thrill of like, I may mess up. I better not mess up. <laughs> I better not. And also, uh, I never, you know what it is? I never liked it when, when I saw the audience, actually. They were, I'd rather it be the brightest of lights on you. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, there's uh, there's that. But um, I don't know. I think going back, you know, like you said, you're shy. Like, I, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I don't, I don't want them looking at me and seeing what I'm doing. <laughs> Even though I know that's exactly what they're doing. I don't want to see them seeing me or I don't want to see yeah I don't want to see that you know seeing so so this musical background this this theater background per se because it wasn't always musicals am I correct uh mostly musicals mostly. but correct uh it was a mixture of cover bands and just singing yeah. everywhere yeah so so like we know you could sing like that's been determined here um, but is there like are are have you dabbled in and other uh, other instruments. I, I think I know. I've seen you play uh, the piano. I think on your social media. But um, I mean, you can get into that too. But anything else that you've that you're uh, utilizing? Yeah. Um, well, aside from piano, I do have a guitar. I'm not going to lie; it's a little dusty right now. 
Um, and I've, I've dabbled in it. I've learned chords, but I would love to just get back in it. And it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, I need it. I really just need to focus on it. Um, I need to stop saying what if, uh, and just do it. I also have a ukulele around here and a harmonica. So I have all these instruments at my disposal yet. I keep, I'm continually drawn to the piano. Um, and that's because I grew up uh, taking piano lessons for you know, about five years and then stopped, felt really guilty about it and just started getting back in because I don't want those lessons to go down the drain. Wow. Um, how old were you when you started? Because I know for uh, there's that, that, that thought that people have, which is like, if I didn't start at a certain age, there was, there's no point in, in starting now. Yeah, I think I'd like to say I was ooh, maybe 10 when I started. Isn't um, that considered old for piano? I, I think so. I mean, if I was any younger, too, I would still be just as defiant in sure. doing my homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, it, that's that's fascinating because I, I knew someone that started at like 18 and I was like, dude, just give up. <laughs> there's no point in doing it but i, I was i was proved wrong way of this podcast just <laughs> yeah the wrong message the message that i definitely do not want to send anymore but i did send at one point um yeah i i actually have a friend now who's uh who's quite uh he's making a name for himself and he he just started playing the violin oh um, wow and I, it's another instrument where it's like are, are you kidding me you're 20, I don't know how old he's, 26? Why are you, again, I'm not trying to be negative, but it's like in my head I'm going, why would you do that? But like, oh yeah, definitely go for it. It's just this weird thing. It's like that's going to be a headache for you to learn. But yeah, it seems, I'm, I'm sure everyone's thinking like, are you sure? But good for good for him. Yeah, so is there an instrument that, that maybe you're like, you're like, all right, Maybe maybe that's that that'll take me ten years, but I really want to try. Is there one that's out there for you? Of the instruments that I don't have in my apartment at the moment, yeah. I do want to learn how to play bass. That mm. has been a dream of mine. Yeah. Um, specifically because one of my favorite uh, bands oh. or artists is A Taste of Honey. Um, I really like the song Boogie Oogie Oogie, and there is a sick. <laughs> bass intro or just bass line throughout it yeah. and lead singer playing bass the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like bass is the um, Ringo of <laughs> a band. It does not get enough credit, but it is. it just makes the music whole. So bass would definitely be maybe the instrument, I my violin to this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bass, you're you're not wrong about that. So many people overlook it, and it is there's, you know, it, it is the foundation of that of any song. Like, without that bass track, you probably wouldn't be feeling the same feelings that you that you are having when you when you listen to a song. It's it's, it's necessity, I think. And uh, right on, I I think you should definitely do that. Um, upright bass, what about that? uh sure i mean <laughs> i'm willing to give it a shot yeah that'd be cool an upright bass uh in a in a new york city apartment is not un it's not uncommon but um 
What about any, uh, to, uh, well, I will say avoid, potentially avoid any brass because, uh, you know, you'll piss off your neighbors. But uh, I, mine, I have so many neighbors that play drums. No way. They, I mean, if you hear them if faintly in the background, I apologize. The walls here are very thin. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm, I'm surprised though. Wow. Yeah. And you know, it's at first it did annoy me because sometimes we need to sleep a little bit. Yep. Um, and there are uh, hours, quiet hours that are not uh, followed. But mm. it's also kind of fun because I'm surrounded by musicians that I haven't even met yet. And there are times where I'll hear a really sick um, trumpet or just someone playing the drums and I can't hear any melody or anyone performing to it so i'll just start singing in my head or singing <laughs> apartment as i clean and then soon enough i'll be able to write down some lyrics that kind of inspire me that that is that is the greatest motivation and also for me because i used to play trumpet in high school and and never continued because i was i live in an apartment and like why would i do that but i think i'm why gonna get one now <laughs> <laughs> that you know that's actually pretty awesome it's kind of like it it actually sounds like a script which is like, yeah, we live in an apartment of a bunch of uh, musicians, and at one point we all collaborated. That's actually something you should probably look into, knock yeah. on a door or two, see what happens. I'll be that neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think that's a good idea. I mean, like you said, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, you're always, uh, I don't know if, if this is something you'll ever think about doing, but you ever ride the train, the subway, and then, you know, there's always. I think some of the best bands in the city are in the trains. I, I agree with you there. I love riding the train and seeing, well, just any kind of artist, whether yeah. it's a dancer or um, a mariachi band on the train. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the... I love actually just the differences of artists as because I live very north Manhattan. Um, so taking the train all the way down to downtown or even Brooklyn, you you see kind of the transition of genres. Oh, yeah, totally. The there was a guy that ooh, in Brooklyn on the R line, um, primarily in like, I don't know if you've ever taken the R train, but there's a there was a guy who used to sing like when you see okay, when you see this guy's this big dude, you're thinking, oh, he's going to sound like he's gonna, he's gonna have a bass, baritone voice. This guy had the most beautiful. I don't know what I, I, I wouldn't know if it was soprano or not, but he had one of the most beautiful voices I have ever heard, and I was just stunned. And I would look forward to taking the train at this stop, over and over again, just to see this guy because he'd be there frequently. Um, and I don't see him anymore, but man these people really surprised me and it's like and it it goes into the whole aspect of i guess marketing yourself or whatever it's like a guy like this deserves to be on every single marquee but for some reason he's not it's just it just fascinates me and i think you know whether it is that he doesn't know how to use social media or whatever it may be Something's stopping him from being that that individual, and I just hope I just hope maybe he did make it or so. I don't know, but I hope that's the case for you too. Like I hope you know, like whatever it is that you're doing, 
works out to where you can be <laughs> that name on that marquee. I mean, that's just, isn't that what we're all hoping for? Yeah. Well, and I think you bring up a great point too, where there are so many amazing artists where, and you're just thinking, how are you not already, I hate to use the word famous because, but like, how are you not already known and how are you, you know, performing in the train station for free when you could be Carnegie Mellon or, I don't know, Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think half the battle, um, and that's probably one of the biggest uh, challenges when I was trying to just get my name out there is the music business aspect of it and being able to market yourself and know the ins and outs of social media marketing and making those connections and um, really just building your brand um, because I feel true musicians are really more about the craft, but then you have to factor in the business side of it, which can get very tedious and boring and kind of leave you uninspired. Um, so it's, it's a balancing act for sure. Yeah. It's actually something I was going to ask you. It was like, as a singer, do you feel like there's like too many fish in the pond? Like, you know, Everyone thinks they're a singer until they're not a singer. You know, you know what I mean? Like, until they actually I, sing in front of somebody. Yeah, I mean, I anyone who thinks they're not a singer, I, I like to put that doubt. Uh, to I like to close that doubt. I, I believe anyone can sing if they truly love it, um, and I, I just think that. Yes, there may you may need to filter through some of the noise, but what what might not speak to the masses may may help someone else through mm -hmm. a challenging time they're going through, or may just connect with someone else. And if you can connect with at least one person, then boom, I think you're a singer or you're an artist of some sort. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like the the conversation that comes up all the time on this show. Um, cause I, I've yet to sit down with anyone who is, and again, Hey, I don't like using this phrase either uber famous, you know? Um, but that being said, we always come to this conversation of what is success? What exactly is it? And it, it, something I always mention is for some folks, it's, you know, Hey, I released two songs on Spotify. 20 people heard those songs. That's, Oh my God, that's success for me. And for other individuals, it's having a billion dollars and and platinum records and whatever, whatever. And for most of us, it's somewhere in between that, potentially less, potentially more. What exactly to you do you think defines success? I mean, what or or do, is that something you even think about? Well, I mean, the billions of dollars in my name on billboards would not be such a bad thing. Um, yeah. But I look at that as kind of the uh, the cherry on top. I think success really is if you're a for me personally, being able to do my craft full time without needing to pay the bills with something else. Um, so as long as I can get by and be doing my craft day in, day out, and just be about that and still have the passion for it years down the line and not treating it as a job, I find that to be success. Um, and I also find that if my whatever creativity I'm putting out there um, resonates with anyone, um, I, those are little wins that just add up. 
Yeah. Okay. See, like, bravo for for like I I like it's hard to argue that. I agree with that. Too many other people just get on themselves for like you know for for not being able to to hit these pretend markers that everybody else puts on them. And I think that's just. I mean, there's nothing wrong with striving for being, like you said, having your name everywhere or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, you, you, not everyone's going to be able to do that. And, you know, like, yeah, you got to, you know, reality's got to set in for some folks and uh, understand that, hey, I'm good at what I do. People are listening to what I'm doing. That's enough. And like you said, as long as it's paying the bills, I'm doing really good for myself. Uh, it's just something we always talk about here, and it's 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 important though, because you don't want to sell yourself short, and you don't want to s- oversell yourself. It's this weird balance. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, though, is there is there a, a, a point where you would feel like? I don't, I don't know what to say, but like, is there a point where music is ever going to be the thing that isn't part of your life? No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> trying to think like 50 years down the line. No, I'll still be belting tunes, yeah. whether people like it or not. Yeah. Uh, may not have the range, but music will certainly be there. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like you said, you've moved from San Francisco. I know almost next to nothing about San Francisco other than like, you know, I guess some cliche shit. But I don't know the music scene in San Francisco is what I'm saying. I, I, I'm pretty aware of New York. Has the environment here changed your outlook on your tr- potential trajectory in your career? Like, do you think if you stayed in San Francisco, you'd still be same musician that you would be while while living here in New York? Definitely no. I, I think that I, I, I had a good thing going in San Francisco. I could have very comfortably continued along that path, did the cover band gigs every week, um, continued with community theater, uh, just built my name that way. But coming here, I've met, I've been fortunate enough to organically meet other musicians and um, start collabing, collaborating with them uh, in the comfort of my apartment and uh, ha- and being able to bounce ideas off of new musicians rather than uh, the same crowd I'm around uh, gets me out of my shell, gets me out of my comfort zone and pushes my limits a bit too in terms of, well, I don't know piano that well, so let me just start refining this again, get, getting back into this instrument and um, and hearing how other musicians' stories and how they're getting their name out there and continuing their craft has only really inspired me to um, try new things and be more adventurous with uh, the type of music I'm putting out. Do you think there's like any obstacles that are going to, um, you know, probably prevent for uh you to do that i mean i know like going back to the there's too many fish in the pond idea but do you think that um 
that's is that a feasible thing to 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 and I'm, I'm not knocking you i'm just saying like there's so many people doing the same thing here in new york mm-hmm. do you think it's a it's a potential hurdle that you'll have to to, to overcome to to i don't know like you said get your name out there yeah of course i mean it's it can be intimidating at times but as long as the end goal is really just getting your creativity out there getting your voice heard and whatever you want to say to the world is out on music i don't look at it so much as an an obstacle just you know i'm becoming a more well-known fish in the pond (laughs) and um and it's only it's more it's more inspiring than it is intimidating interesting yeah that's a wow you're like you're so positive about everything because like and that's a great that's great because and i guess living here i just i sometimes all my musician friends have i guess being through the 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 process it's like you start getting this you start getting this uh this negative thought these negative thoughts in your head of like what's you know what's the point <laughs> and uh and i think maybe they're not doing the right thing maybe they're not talking to the right people meeting the right people and i think the fact that you've been able to change your landscape literally pick yourself up go to a completely different place and start kind of fresh is probably the best thing you've ever done for yourself um and i think because now you have a new um new filter on everything you know this mm-hmm. that you're not going to hurt yourself you're meeting these new people and it's uh it's actually kind of humbling just knowing that it's kind of a restart i guess in, in a weird way Absolutely. again a lot of musicians i talk to are like uh it's not working out well yeah maybe you're doing it wrong i don't know i don't know but um well and also like with that mentality of course it's not and if you're feeling (laughs) yourself listen to some music that like stay in that feeling like lean into the fear lean into the doubt and something beautiful could come out of it um i will say there i mean i've had many downs when i've been here it has definitely hasn't been roses but um it got me listening to a lot of um classic rock um because there would be angry days and i just you know blast the music and get the um insecurities out that way and then boom i'm you know back to feeling inspired again. So it's a matter of just being able to pivot and adapt to um, how you're feeling and allowing that to lead into lead you into creating something hopefully better or something different. And you could utilize that to your songwriting and to and to 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 all of that. Um, Do you think that as we start opening up, as this country starts to you know, open up and, and New York starts lifting as you know, they have lifted certain things and, and as live concerts start to occur, um, is, is, is you have things in line? Do you have things planned? I do. Uh, well, no, I guess, official venue dates set yet, but, um, the friends I've met out here have told me about outdoor areas where there's a, um, there are pianos, 
kind of all around the city for a certain month out of the year. And uh, we can just, you know, show up at a piano, start playing it and start singing. And I'm ready to go with my mic, my amp, and just ready to sit in the park and start singing until people crowd around and want to join in or <laughs> dance or whatnot. I mean, I think that's the beauty of New York is being able to, I you, you mentioned artists on the train or um, at the train at the subway stops. Um, I love that aspect of New York. I think in San Francisco, the difference is that we're fairly limited in that. Um, if I were to start singing in the middle of the street, I'd probably be given a ticket in wow. five minutes. Time. So I'm only able to get in one, maybe one and a half songs. Um, but in New York, you're you can sing and no one looks at you differently. And if you have an incredible voice, then boom, people might gather. Really, a ticket? Well, uh, like it's I'm not, maybe not that exactly, but it's not far fetched to to imagine that. It's not as um, it's not as eclectic yeah. as New York, from what I've experienced. Sure. It might have changed since I've been back, but uh, I do feel like I have a bit more creative freedom in New York. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel like also given the current climate, um, a lot more people could get away with things now um, in the street, like in terms of uh, music, like, like artistry. Um, in the past, cops would be very, hey, what are you doing there? They wouldn't maybe write you up, but they would they would question what you're doing. Just tell you, just, hey, just, can you stop? Um, but now, like, you know, they'll just kind of let you do what you want because they know you're not you're not harming anybody. So they're just like, whatever. The first jobs I had right out of college, um, I, I got reprimanded multiple times because uh, it was a very buttoned up corporate job. And I am uh, a very bubbly person and I like to meet new people. Sure. And the way I meet new people is I, I tend to sing or sometimes I'll catch myself humming involuntarily and that was not allowed. Um, so I think by the third time I was like, okay, I if I can't sing here, then I'm out. So yeah, I think in New York, it's you know a little bit looser. It's a bit more, um, open-minded in terms of if i want to just start belting a song down the street no one is going to judge me and if they do well i hope they i hope i get a pass yeah no you totally will there's there's too many bizarre people in this city for you to even be even be uh judged <laughs> and people are not even judging the crazies so yeah. um no yeah you're you're totally fine but i think People, I think, again, going back to the, 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 the people in the train and all that, I think, is that something you've even had, like, maybe discussed with your, with your boyfriend or other folks to, like, maybe we should go down there and do something like that? Uh, well, one uh, friend in particular that I met here, uh, and funny enough, I, so I was in Sam, oh, actually, Sam Ash Music Stores. Oh, yeah. um, I heard someone playing... Uh, Vienna on the keys and I just started wa I walked up to him and just started singing hoping that he wouldn't you know give me a glare to back off and then we just clicked from there and uh, he kind of introduced me to some of the spots where we can perform 
outside. Uh, one spot in particular, uh, blanking on the name, oh, Hudson Yards. Mm. So during the holidays, they had pianos all around Hudson Yards. And that allowed me to kind of just sing Christmas music to all the tourists that were shopping. Uh, and that's that's been really fun. Yeah, that's actually kind of awesome. I mean, so many people... You put so many smiles on people's faces by just providing that entertainment to them, whether or not they stop or whatever. They're they're you're you know you're providing a, a a much needed service to people that are you know especially Christmas music. I mean, who who could deny, uh, who could deny loving Christmas music? I mean, you're you're definitely doing a great job with that. Um, venues in the city. One of my favorite venues in in Manhattan is Mercury La- Mercury Lounge. I don't know if you've ever been there or not. Um, it's got a, it's got quite of a history. But so one of my friends plays there frequently, and it's one of those like dive bar places. And then, and you swing the doors open. It's just a nice um, general admission type standing room only stages, and definitely, definitely a place if you want to make a name for yourself. Definitely try to get get your uh, get your name in there. Just a recommendation. I have written that down. Thank you. <laughs> it's just a cool place. I mean, it's a really you're in like the heart of um, kind of like the heart of Chinatown, um, but not quite. And there's like a lot of bars, a lot of a lot of places like that. You got the Bowery's not too far, um, mm-hmm. and it's just a really fun place to to see a band. And- Thank you. No, I mean, I'm I still feel very much like a newbie here, so any recs for any music related and dive bar related places. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I could, I could provide a list of dive bars. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you said you came here in January of 2020. It's as if you got here yesterday. Cause you know, something happened last year. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting to see like everything's reopening in a, in a, in a, in a at a very quick pace, like a lot quicker than I thought, even though it's been a full year. But like since opening, things are just moving along and I'm excited to really see live music again. And I just, I hope nothing but the best for like your like booking, whatever it is, this ma- this, this mystery project you got going on here where you don't know the venues yet. Whatever, whatever that is, I'm excited to find out what it is you're going to have a blast. I mean, every, every venue I've been to in the city has just been great. I don't know how it is for, for the musicians personally playing at these places. Cause I, you know, how, you know how a place could treat the musicians, oh. you, you, you know, you know, already. But, uh, for fans though, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> um, all about the fans anyway. Yeah, that's true. Have you uh, actually, have you had like a bad experience uh, with, with like, you know, an owner of a club or anything like that? Not to get into specifics, but... Um, I've had a, a bad experience with a couple fans. Or, oh, jeez. And um, I will say it was, uh, let's see, one of my last cover band gigs in California. And uh, we were doing a Nirvana song. Um, and one of these fans did not respect personal space and was just in my grill nice. trying to get us to um, stop mid song and 
switch to another Nirvana song. Uh, obviously that wasn't happening because everyone else was enjoying themselves. Uh, and you know, some slurs came out, yeah. uh, and this is when I decided, you know what? Okay, we'll stop the song, but rather than, uh, rather than leaning into the song that you'd request, I'm going to just use this time to respectfully ask you to leave this bar yeah. so that the rest of the crowd can enjoy their evening. And when you are good and ready to enjoy the rest of our set list, feel free to come back in. Um, but that's probably been the most, um, tense experience I've had because, you know, I don't know what could, could have happened if I didn't handle that situation, uh, maturely. Yeah. But aside from that, it's, you know, it's been, it's been good. It's, I think, um, the crowds I've been, uh, fortunate enough to perform around have all been very positive and, uh, just there to have a good time and, you know, rock out. Yeah. And, and that's, first of all sorry that had to happen because that's that's terrible i mean uh do not envy first of all i don't envy musicians live musicians that that's I, what you guys have to go through is uh so oh yeah in situations like that that's terrible um yeah i i've, I've heard some stories from people and i'm just like you can't because you can't do anything as a musician because then if you do something you're the bad person <laughs> that's true but you're automatically the bad person who has the mic here? So yeah, actually, true. You, if you if you're good with your words, if you're exactly. linguistically talented, you you could you can get away with a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, well, I will say that might sadly happen here because you know, I don't know if you know this. New York is not known for being quite polite. <laughs> And this is where I'm hoping to build even thicker skin. And yeah. this is what I'm looking for. <laughs> totally, totally. So uh, actually, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned that, but d being that, you know, you mentioned your your new apartment friends, the, the, the drummers and all that. Has that, has being here influenced your style in any way? I mean, I know you said you have, you have a love for Motown and all this other stuff, but... Is there anything that you've been picking up of late that you think would uh, maybe influence your your writing? Yes, uh, I will. So when I say I live in northern Manhattan, I'm living uh, in Washington Heights. Oh, perfect. And aside, so I, that's that's why I keep muting myself on this podcast because every once in a while you'll hear sirens. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> fine. Loud music outside yeah. of my windows. That's Washington Heights, right? Yeah. Exactly, and yeah. and I love it though. I love the um, the, the mix of sirens. Sometimes I actually like it in the background of a track I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> it adds a little extra oomph to it. Um, but, uh, more so the music outside than my neighbors in the, in the complex is, um, what kind of influences, uh, some of the, I guess, music progression that I'm coming to, uh, where it's a lot of, a lot of very lively Spanish music and, uh, it's never ending, even during the winter when you know, it was what a foot of snow. You could still hear, uh, you could still hear Spanish music just blasting outside, and just people having a great time. And uh, that's influenced my music a lot because there's so much passion in Spanish music. I may not know what they're saying, <laughs> but I 
now Google Translate, and it helps me understand uh, really the structure of the song and how I can maybe tweak some of my music stylings to have a more passionate vibe or um, some of the some more upbeat songs because the times that I was feeling down here, it was a lot of ballads, a lot of, um, I will say the song I probably uh, played to death was Mona Lisa's Mad Hatters, mm, Elton John. Yeah. Um, and so that had me in a funk and then hearing some really upbeat dance music, Spanish music outside instantly changed my mood and <laughs> kind of gets me back into the groove of, okay, let's, Let's get a song that other people would maybe enjoy, not just a self-wallowing <laughs> I locked up here. This is the part where I'm supposed to say, I could help you with the Spanish music because that's what I grew up on. But I'm a terrible Puerto Rican and I barely know any Spanish. I am terrible. Like I, I, uh, I love the music. I listen to it all the time. I'll jam to it, all that stuff. But like, I, like, you, like you, I barely know what they're saying half the time. But uh, it's beautiful music. I mean, the fact that, uh, I mean, you have a whole musical and now a movie out with In the Heights, all about the neighborhood you're living in and all about the music that you're, you're actually getting to enjoy live every day is, uh, do, do you think, uh, actually, have you seen the movie? Uh, so I've seen the musical yeah, so, a yeah. times and that's why I moved to Washington Heights. <laughs> I didn't know here that they were wondering, why didn't you move to Brooklyn, Williamsburg, or, you know, one of the villages where everyone that's a transplant moves. Mm. And me being my musical nerd self said, well, I really love this musical. I figure Washington Heights seems legit. Let me just check it out. And lo and behold, it's great here. Um, well but I have the movie yet i'm holding on to or i'm waiting to see it in theaters because i just need to see it on a big screen yeah well I, you can i mean the the theaters are open so when you get a chance i know 34th street's open there's an amc on 34th oh. street have um, you had a uh, movie what was that have you had a chance to see the movie i haven't but i had two friends that have seen it this past weekend and they they didn't realize how long it was, and I was like, yeah, because it's like the musical. <laughs> they didn't want to take anything out, but they said they loved it. They just oh, they said they absolutely loved it. Great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there was no denying it was going to be fantastic. <laughs> I think. I couldn't imagine it. It does is, is gold. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's quite the, the treasure that we need to hold on to. In my opinion, I think, uh, you know, if you could freeze him and keep him for a long time, I'm, I'm for it. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's actually probably a, a great thing that you did move to that town, that, that neighborhood, because it's another neighborhood that is, is changing and evolving in a, in a really, really fascinating way. I'm sure you're seeing that, but um, it's uh, all changing for the good, too. So that's hopefully not gentrified like every other city uh town in in, in the city but i guess that's what's gonna happen that was probably my um biggest or that was the thing i was guilt most guilty about um moving here i just i didn't want to gentrify the spot um <laughs> there's so much culture here but you know i'm just trying to be trying to actively get involved in the culture here rather than 
you know, being another one of those that wants to have a coffee shop open up and charge $10 for a nice black coffee. Totally. But I mean, that sadly is, is the trajectory we're going in. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I think, uh, I think you're in a great spot. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful area. It's, uh, for some people it's sketchy, but for others it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it, this has been a good conversation. We've kind of been all over the place. And I and I, I love that. Um, Musical journey. Yeah, <laughs> I've kind of like I, I I'm gonna fully apologize if I didn't seem prepared. Um, oh, I, I mean this conversation. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like I try to little do as little as possible preparation in terms of questions. I do like maybe a few, and then we just go from there. Um. Because like you said, I want this to be a conversation. I want this to be a place where we could just, just you know, have a have a good talk. So uh, brain works a million miles a second. So there's a lot of things I didn't mention that I'm sure I could have. Like, you know, I really think I think what your your background in theater is kind of fucking awesome. And like at least what you've said. And I think, um, and I really mean like being in New York is probably the best thing you've probably ever done for yourself. Thank you. I've, I, it does feel, oh gosh, as cliche as it sounds, yeah. it feels like it's becoming a permanent home. Yeah. Again, thank you for being on. And where can we find you on social media? Uh, well, I'm on Instagram, Cassandra Miguel underscore music. Uh, and then under that profile, you can find the Cass and KP music. Um, that's more of a duo profile for the Cass and KP album only. Um, but yeah, I'm not big on plugging. I feel so like <laughs> right now, but, um, but yeah, just follow me there. And then if anyone is interested in listening to the full Cass and KP album, it's out on all platforms. My primary platform is Spotify, so I've been listening to it there. But for all you Apple, Amazon, YouTube users, it's also there for you. Right on. That's fantastic. I'd love to hear it. Um, make sure you do follow her. And also make sure you're following us. If you don't follow us, um, I'm, I'm not going to be too happy. So, no. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to end it there, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Oh, man, thank you.